Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you. That was a loud one. That, that, that was good. Man. Joel, Joe is Joel is feeling the, uh, the 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 energy today on a Sunday. I, I told you right before you hit record that it's almost time for the strange brew pick me up. But man, maybe I don't need it today. Man, well, you, <laughs> I'm you, kidding. We need it. You're gonna go get I it anyway. It. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate that. We also want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House that Joel evidently is going to go see uh, very very soon. Uh, they, of course, are taking care of you at two locations, Highway 12. Then go to the drive-thru or hit the walk-up window over on University Drive and get the caffeine that you need to get through quarantine. You need caffeine to get through quarantine. Done. Million dollar idea. Did it. it, it I finally, it finally clicked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Start walking like Vince McMahon now. I got, I got, I got it. <laughs> you don't, you need caffeine to get through quarantine. What took me so long? It's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, for a guy who does this for a living, you'd think I'd be better at it, but I guess not. But then there's no one better than Strange Brew Coffee House. I take care of you, uh, get you the drink that you need, take care of you if you need any provisions as well. Bread, milk, sugar, yeast, salt. I bet somebody that was 100 times better at their job than you mm-hmm. could have thought of something like that. But No question about that. It would have been like, his would have been like, you know, Strange Brew Coffee House, because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what his would have been because i hate everything <laughs> i don't hate strange root coffee house go check them out uh our friends over at college corner store they're, they're still giving it away folks 30 percent off any gift card purchase all you've got to do is go to their website you okay over there i, 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 I feel like I'm good you were holding on to that drink of water for a while there just trying to make sure it didn't didn't spray out i guess uh collegecornerstore.com search for gift cards in the search bar and then make your purchase you get 30% off so a $100 gift card is only going to cost you 70 bucks you can do your Christmas shopping in May if you want to get the bulldog in your life or you know if you got a rebel in your life God bless you golden eagle in your life well you know it happens tiger crimson tide what do they call it barner bammers barners I don't care (laughs) They got you taken care of there at College Corner, and you can do your shopping now and save big, big money. Just buy that to yourself a gift card, or buy a gift card for a friend, and then they'll be getting they'll be getting the same deal as well. So again, go to collegecornerstore.com. As our friend, who's a hundred times better, would say, collegecornerstore.com. Life sucks, and then you die. <laughs> we can come up with these kind of slogans all day. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I drank the water. I would have <laughs> that that one would have got you. <laughs> Just keep rolling. I'm right. ready to see what else you got here. Advantage Business Systems. <laughs> 45 years of experience helping businesses here in the state of Mississippi, including 
the folks up here at Mississippi State. Right now, when you need to keep your offices remote, you need to keep your workers at home, they are the ones to call. They will set you up with the devices that you need for the home office setup. They can set up the virtual meetings that conduct consult all your business technology needs. You want to buy local? There is no more local business than Advantage Business Systems. Like I said, 45 years since 1976 down there in Jackson. Please give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Or as somebody 100 times better than me might say, Advantage Business Systems, you suck so you should just try it already. I thought you may go something along the lines of, uh, if you want to do your job a hundred times worse than me... Don't you know. call Advantage Business System. <laughs> something like that. All right. Oh, We'd man. start the day off with, with, with a song. You know, Joel, we talked about you know how uh, recruiting was going to be a little different for Mississippi State in the uh, without camps and such. And you know, right now, uh, states on, on a bit of a bit of a heater, you might say, as far as recruiting goes. They picked up three commitments last week. We talked about one of them, McKaylin Pounders, the big lineman out of uh, Bahalia, Mississippi. Three and four days, so they are literally. Picking up recruits at almost the same pace as you probably change underwear. Wow! Almost. I, I changed. They, they needed one. They needed what? one more what? if you what? changed what? once a day. What? What is this? Just saying. I'm a clean person. What? Well, I, I would say that most people, what, generally change underwear once a day. I guess twice if you get real good and sweaty or yeah. something. Take two showers. You said almost at the percentage I change underwear. Well, I know. I was saying that you do it at least once a day, and State has gotten three recruits like, in four days. It feels days. like you're saying I do it less. <sighs> you're ornery today. I'm not ornery at all. It's That's how that's how you worded that. I was assuming that you change underwear daily. Yeah. I was saying that State has three new recruits in four days, so they needed one more recruit, and they would have been at that's, your pace. That's not how that came out. Okay. I'm just telling you. You bottled it. You botched it. I just think that you can't hear. That's what I think. Quarantine's this thing ma- on? Quarantine's made you ignorant. <laughs> the quarantine. Anyway, let's look at these two guys uh, that came in over the weekend. Uh, Corey Ellington is the first one, high school player out of Holmes County, uh, Mississippi. High school, high, Holmes County High School in Lexington, Mississippi. Three-star prospect, rated as the 18th best player in the state of Mississippi. Listed as a wide receiver, but from reading 24-7 this week and looking at what Paul Jones and Steve Robertson had to say, looks like he'll be a DB, a six foot three defensive back. I mean, that scratches the itch for, for what you want from size for, for a safety. We'll see what kind of a, of kind of a player he ends up being. And then on the more immediate help front, you've got uh, Cortez Eatman, six foot three hundred and ninety pound cornerback out of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, yeah, six foot three, not hundred ninety pound corner. If that's legit, and if his offer sheet is legit, uh, he's we're, we're, you know looking at his his offers. Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia. I mean, those are legitimate offers. Yeah. If those are real, if those were committable, and his prior to him uh, committing to Mississippi State, and I don't know if it's if it's changed, it may have. Um, he had a bunch of Georgia stuff up on his, you know, pictures from his official visits and stuff. And I was, yeah. maybe you know that's real. So uh, this is going to be his, I believe, like fourth school 
in a span of not long. Yeah, he's had a, an interesting run of things. For, for, there's no question about that. But he, but he is a JUCO player with two to play two. Um, rate it now. Here now, let's let's. I was telling Joel this. There's some there's, there's some good news, bad news with this. <laughs> he's rated as the number two junior college player in the country. Problem is, 24/7 is only rated four players. So he's top half. <laughs> uh, he got a, a three-star rating, a solid three-star rating uh, from, from them. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it in, anything but two things. If the offer list is legit and that frame and those, those measurables are legit, that's a good prospect. There's just no question about that. So, State now up to nine commitments uh, on, the, on the year for the 2021 class. Class ranked 28th nationally. Uh, still a long way to go with a lot of these guys, obviously. Um, looking in-state is, is, is where I'm most interested because state is just really doing well outside of the state. But then this, this past week has been their first week to really get things going. It, it looks like, you know, we talk so much about those, uh, those uh, receivers in the state, but it looks like state's really going out of state more for some of its targets. I know Theodore Knox, a big four-star – or sorry, not a big four-star kid. He's more of a slot receiver, but he's out of Texas, four-star kid. You know they 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 really like they're maybe leaning more out of state. You know Deion Smith seems pretty locked in with LSU, and I can't you can't fault anybody for that after what he just saw from that that offense. Uh, Isaiah Brevard released a uh, a top ten that did not have Mississippi State in it. He's the state's number two prospect. Antonio Harmon, a big receiver out of out of Kosciuszko. Uh Right now he's a hundred percent crystal ball to Ole Miss. Uh, Canarius Johnson, I think, is the top in-state prospect for MSU, the 6'2", 290-pounder out of Laurel, Mississippi. State would probably take a uh, commitment from uh, Jacoby Moore as well uh, from down there on the coast. But it's interesting to see how, uh, you know, we talked about wow, Mike Leach and these all these receivers in the state this year, and state may, not, may only get a couple of them, but they may still get quality receivers just from outside the state of Mississippi, which they haven't really done much in the past. No, I guess at the end of the day, as long as you get quality players, does it really matter? No. Where in the heck they live? Uh, I guess I'm wrong though. State, most of state's best receivers over the past few years. I mean, Fred Ross, yeah, uh, Duranya Wilson, Osiris Mitchell, and not uh, not that they're in the same class, obviously, but you know, they're out of state guys. I mean, when's the last bump? Is the last great in-state? <sighs> Robert Johnson and Fred Brown were okay. Yeah, I mean, they were good players. Jamie on Lewis was a good player. Um. You know, last year, Dedrick Thomas was out of state. Osiris Mitchell was out of state. Gidry is originally from Louisiana. He played JUCO here. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think about the elite receivers in the state for the past four or five years, they've, they've gone to Ole Miss. You know, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Dennis Jackson, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, they've just, they've just gone to Ole Miss. Do you feel like at all – I think it's too early to say this, and I don't think that ultimately it will, but is Mississippi State getting away a little bit here from – trying to lock down the state. You know, it's, it's kind of always been the Mississippi State thing to try and build its roster a little bit around Mississippi players. I mean, they obviously get, you know, yeah, players from other places. But it seems to have always kind of been a Mississippi State mantra to lock down the state mm-hmm. if they can. Yeah, Are they under Mike Leach? Do you feel like they're going to kind of, I don't want to say get away from it, but venture well, more away from it? Let's look at it like this. Let's look at the top 15 players in the state. Um, there's a lot of smoke around Ty Keys committing to Mississippi State. He's the number four player. Uh, Three QBs in this class? I think they would drop Daniel Greek if that yeah. happens. Um, I just mentioned Canarius Johnson. He's number seven. Number eight is Brandon Buckhalter, committed to State. Number nine is Kadarius Callaway, committed to State. Justin Wally is number 11. 
Uh, his crystal ball leans to state. His brother just signed in the last class. Uh, McKaylin Pounders is 13th, and Amarian Amarian Howard is 15th. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven of the top 15. So yeah. I mean, you're still getting quality guys from the state. This is just going to be a year where it looks like you're going to miss out on the top three. Yeah. You know, just now there's a long way to go, obviously. And you know, you look at. Deion Smith is sort of interesting. Now, Deion Smith is sort of, you know, he was committed to Mississippi State. There, there's, there's a lot of talk of what's going on down there in Jackson, and those of you who are familiar with recruiting, you know who's probably involved with him. But that said, if we watch LSU this year and they take a huge step back, which is entirely possible with Brady and Burrow both gone, and I mean, not, not, not that LSU's going 7-5, and five, but they're not going to throw for, you know, 5,000 yards and 60 touchdowns either. And... KJ Costello comes in and he throws for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. Then maybe Deion Smith gives it a thought. You know, he's definitely a guy State would take at the last minute. He could flip any time he wanted to. So same and say probably the same with Isaiah Brevard and if and Antonio Harmon. If any of those guys want to come, State's going to take them, I think. But we'll see. Also on the basketball front, a couple, uh, some some news there as well. Uh, first off, MSU dips its toe into the transfer portal and pulls out Jalen Johnson, a six foot six, hundred and ninety pound small forward out of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, averaged fifteen points and almost seven rebounds a game for the Raging Cajuns a season ago. Uh, so he will come in, and you know, should Robert Woodard decide uh, he wants to stay in the draft, he will be a guy that uh, that you know probably is given the first opportunity to fill that role. I would think. Um, I will caution uh, you in this, and this is a tweet from uh, John Rothstein, who everybody knows stays hungry and stays humble. Uh, basically, he said that in a season ago, 14 players who averaged double digits, double-digit shot attempts, I should say. But, I mean, if you average double-digit shot attempts, you're probably averaging double-digit points. 14 of those players transferred from mid-majors to Power 5 conference, Power 5 teams. None of them. None of them average double-digit shot attempts with their new teams. So it's sort of an interesting situation in that I think State is absolutely depending on this guy to come in and be a, a big-time contributor, but the, the, the odds are against that happening. I was thinking about transfers today, and the, 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 tell me if you think this statement is wrong. For every Lawrence Roberts, there seems like there's 10 Xavier Staplesons. Yeah. You know, you get you get lucky every now and then. You hit a guy, and they got lucky with two in that little run there when they had uh, Roberts and Shane Power. But for the most part, transfers they just don't pan out. You know, for what and part of that is I think that unless something unusual happens, yeah, that coaching change or you know, obviously in Lawrence Roberts' situation, something very different happened. But for the most part, guys are are, are not are transferring out because they're not you know able to find playing time at their new schools or their old schools. And if you can't play at Louisiana Tech and if you can't play at, you know, some of these other smaller schools, then you know what makes you think you can play at Mississippi State at a Power 5. So that that's that's one thing. Now the, the difference is Jalen Johnson's a grad transfer and he could play. He was playing yeah. very well. So that maybe gives you a little 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 hope that you know this is going to be a little different. Well, the, there, the big hope is that Robert Woodard comes back and, and Jalen Johnson can be a depth piece. Yeah, then you're yeah, then you're in good really shape, good then. shape at that point, yeah. but if Warder doesn't come back, I mean, even if even if he comes on comes into Mississippi State here and, and, and he ends up being a bust, talk speaking of Johnson, mm-hmm. you're at the point where you got to 
you got to throw out some lottery tickets and hope you hit. Yeah, oh yeah, you don't have any choice at this point. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you can just cast a net out there and get who you want right now. I mean, you, you got holes to fill, and you just got to go with what you perceive as the best options at the moment. And right now, Jalen Johnson seems like a pretty good lotto ticket. You can't, you can't you know, go maybe, wrong. Maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. But you got to... You had to get somebody. You got to do something. I think you could probably have a lot, you know, worse options than a, a guy that produced in the past... Yeah, and uh, you know, average double figured scoring, and uh, yeah, there's worse options out there. But you had to go get somebody. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But State's in a, a spot where, and he's not going to be the last one. They got to go get some guys. No, I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of that, it's been a dramatic recruitment. But if you again, if you read twenty four seven, Paul Jones is talking about this. Keandre Montgomery, who is the State's uh, top rated prospect out of Forest Hill High School was expected to commit to Mississippi State this weekend. They expect that to happen this week. Um, not that he's an, an elite prospect, but I mean, this is not a, a great year. Only two guys are ranked by 24-7 at all. But State's going to get them both. Sort of the opposite of what we're talking about with football. Cameron Matthews has already signed with Mississippi State, the small forward out of Olive Branch. Keandre Montgomery, another another wingman. State's going to have a lot of, of wing guys. But um, it, they don't have a lot down low. They're, they are going to have to have Quentin Post make a big contribution this year. He has to. Because all you've got right now is Tolu Smith and Abdul Adu. And then everybody else is a wingman or a guard. So I mean, Can Johnson play the four? At six six? I mean it's not ideal, but <laughs> I mean I think State's gonna have to, to sort of, you know play small play a little bit. smaller and play a little faster. They're just gonna have to. Because that's what that's what they're that's what they have. You know? You can't you can't sit there and Abdul Adu is not going to be Reggie Perry. He's not going to be out who gets you 15 and 10 yeah. down low. Every He's just not. He is what he is at this point. So, I mean, if you don't have a guy like that, and maybe Tolu Smith can be that guy, I don't know. But if you don't have that guy, well, then you don't have any choice but to spread the floor, shoot some threes, try to play transition. You know, you don't have any choice. We'll see if, if Ben Hallen does that. So, so if Montgomery commits, that would give MSU, let me see this class here, uh, three high school or four high schoolers, I'm sorry. Uh, with uh, with Devon, Devion Smith, Cameron Matthews, Anderson Garcia, and Montgomery, and the one transfer, they would still have one scholarship open, and of course that that would include you know they're holding a spot for Robert Woodard as well. So they could see one more guy get added to this class. We'll see how it goes. So interesting week in the recruiting front. Well, like I said, I'm very interested to see what happens with MSU and football because we're coming up on the time where State would normally put 10, 12 commitments in in the boat. Uh, Will they still have the opportunity yeah. to do that? I don't. I don't. You know, the camps aren't going to happen, so I don't know. Sticking we'll with Woodard here for a second. Yeah, he's in such a, I don't know, crappy position right now. Right. They was like, announced this week that they are not going to do the, the draft combine. Yeah. So I mean, all you've got with this guy is his film, and his film's good. But, but he seems like a guy to me that could have went to the combine yes. and just blew up. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to get that chance. And so now, what do you do? I mean, do you, do you roll the dice? I don't know. I don't know what he does, but this coronavirus may have, I don't want to say cost him a, a mm-hmm. chance to be a first-round draft, but it may have. I mean, it, it literally issue, could, could cost him a chance. The to biggest be a issue for, for Woodard, for me, is this. Let's say he says, let's say he agrees with you. I, I think you got, you've got making valid points here. He's like, all right, I'm going to come back because it's just too much uncertainty. But next year, now you're the guy. Mm-hmm. You're the alpha. What happens if he can't carry that weight? You know, I mean, you're telling me if Woodard comes back, you need him to get you 
You need him to put up Reggie Perry kind of numbers from the three. Now, I don't know if he can get 10 rebounds a game, but can he get you 16, 17, 18 points and six or seven rebounds a game? That's what you really need from him. And if he comes out and can't do that, well, then, you know, what are, what? Then, then and I mean, teams are going to game plan against him. If he comes back, he's going to be the, he's the guy the that point. every coach is circling, saying that guy's not going to beat us. Yeah, we can't let him beat us. So something to, something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. All right, let's move on over into the greatest bulldog bracket. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Joel T. Coleman has informed me that steaks are going to be cooked. Hopefully tonight. That's that's the hope. That's your plan. That's the hope. All right, so we will, we will have an update on tomorrow's show, or I guess on on uh, Tuesday's show, of how the uh, the beef treated you. I myself will be seeing Welcome Home Beef as well this week because I got my wife Mother's Day is this weekend. I was told we're having steaks, and so I got to I got to go get some steaks. And if I'm going to go get some steaks, I'm going to get USDA prime steaks, the best steaks money can buy. So go to Welcome Home Beef. Call them at six six two. 418-2021, or visit them online, facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And you, too, can put some of that USDA Prime beef on your grill, in the pan, wherever you want to eat beef, they can make it happen for you. Great prices, great service, and, of course, the best part, Joel. It just tastes good. Yeah. All right. Time once again for the greatest bulldog bracket. The Sweet 16 is set. Our four matchups last week, Jake Mangum advances 82% of the vote over Fletcher Cox of Yazoo City. Uh, Brent Rooker takes a 2-1 to margin, 67% of the vote over Daryl Wilson. Saw a tweet that made, a, a, made, me, made me sad a little bit. Not one person off the, uh, the men's Final Four team is in this anymore. Hmm. That's, 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 that's one of the greatest moments in school history, and none of them are going to be represented. But it is what it is. Uh, Jeff Brantley with an easy win over Jonathan Holder, which I don't think we would have predicted. But 64% of the vote to Brantley. Johnny Cook's 3-1 to one margin. Big win for Mario, yeah. over Mario Hagan. Mario Hagan even tweeted, he said, look, Johnny Cook's did it first. Yeah. So, there you go. So, again, uh, Mangum Rooker. Ooh. And Brantley Cooks. That's your sweet 16 matchups over there. But we're going to start. We're going to do the whole other side of the bracket today to set up the Elite Eight uh, on the left. So, Dak Prescott versus Fred Smoot. <laughs> well, Smoot, I love you, buddy. But I don't think you can talk your way out of this one. No, uh, I think this is where uh so, this is where this is where your road ends, yeah. uh, Mr. Dak, Smoot. But Dak Prescott got uh gave up three percent of the vote in round one and four percent of the vote in round two. Five percent here? Is that the way we're gonna go? <sighs> Well, he's going to get at least one vote. Pro- I don't know, though, because Bob loves Dak, too. I was going to say Bob might vote for Smoot. Bob would vote for Smoot over Dak, I think. Um, Yeah, it's not going to be close. No, I don't think it will be close. I mean, I, I don't think... But, you know, we thought, I don't think we thought get, the Bumpus could get 10% last weekend. We were wa- way off on that. So. Yeah. Can, I, can Smoot get 10%? I don't think. Ah, that's hard Do to you believe. think he can? I, mean, I don't know. People love Smoot. People love Smoot, but people... I mean... This might be the one where Smoot... Smoot's been sort of keeping up with this. I've seen him like some tweets yeah. in there. He might be like, hey, all right, people. Or he just taps out. No, he or, might go the other way. Go he might try, all to, in. try to push his fan base to, towards it. I don't know. If Dak would do that, it would just be over. He'd have four million yeah. votes. Uh, yeah, if he if he retweeted this yeah. at all, yeah, I mean, he would just... It would look like an. It would look like if somebody did a poll about a... 
the best college baseball stadium, only it would be legit. <laughs> So. All right, so Dak versus Smoot, bottom half of the uh, Lee Hall region here. Sweet 16 matchup, Will Clark versus Tierra McCowan. I think this is going to be an easy win for Will. i got to be honest. Uh, I, will, I think he wins, but I don't know about easy. I think like 65-35, something like that. I, I was thinking somewhere between 55-60. Okay. I mean, if Tierra gets in the 40s, I'll be pretty impressed against Will Clark. Clark has dominated. He got the the biggest margin, I think, of anyone in the uh, first round. 98% of the vote against uh, Tiffany McWilliams. 83% of the vote over uh, John Bond in the second round. Tierra McCowan, 93% of the vote in the first round over Jim Ashmore. Tierra McCowan, 65% of the vote over Ethan Small in the second round to set up this Sweet 16 match. Is there still a little... I I know people at Mississippi State love their women's basketball now. Mm -hmm. Is there still a little bit of a... Uh, Tierra doesn't have as good of a chance to beat Will because she plays women's basketball. Is there still a little bit of that here? Well, I don't know if that's what it is so much as it's, it's, it's just Will, Will Clark. It's Will Clark. Okay. Yeah. I mean, talking about one of the the, the icons, the legends yeah. of Mississippi State, more so than, than Tierra McCowan is, I think. So. Yeah. All right. Bottom half here, drill field uh, region. Rafael Palmero and his teammate Bobby Thickpin go head to head. Palmero probably wins. I think this might one might be pretty easy for Palmero. Yeah, I think so too. Palmero is one of the few people who picked up votes in the second round. He won the first round ninety percent of the vote to ten over Ali McDonald, but in the second round over Mitch Moreland, he got ninety six percent of the vote. That's interesting. Uh, Bobby Thickpin's road to the Sweet Sixteen eighty two percent of the vote in the first round over Walt Harris. Then he took down Latoya Thomas in the second round by sixty eight to thirty two percent margin. Bottom half here, two three matchup. Anthony Dixon is the three. Jeff Malone is the two. I think we're going to see the upset. Call it an upset, if you will. I think Dixon's going to take this one. I think so, too. Dixon, uh, 87% of the vote in the first round to get to the second. He took down Hunter Renfro in the second round. 65% of the vote there. Uh, For his road here, Jeff Malone, 83% of the vote in the first round over Jackie Parker. Then he knocked out Kent Hull in the second round. 64% of the vote there. So Dixon and Malone is your second round matchups here. We'll have an Elite Eight. Half of the Elite Eight field will be set uh, for our show on Thursday. So that'll be fun. All right, one last thing before we go. Uh, we talked about this last week, about me trying to do maybe do a fundraiser or something like that. Uh, didn't get a lot of uh, feedback from you guys, so I don't, I don't know what that's about. If you don't want to help, that's fine. But I think Joel and I talked about it. This is what we're, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to try to set up a pay, page. i got to figure out. I don't know how those things work. I've never done like a GoFundMe or anything like that. I don't know how they work, but... Uh, we'll set that up, and what we're going to do is, once the money is in, I, the clock starts for me, and then I have 30 days to walk 150 miles. I'm going to have to average five miles a day of walking for 30 days. I think uh, you've jacked that up since the last time. I have. I said 100, but yeah. I, I thought about it. I was like, I really want to make it a challenge. Yeah. I mean, 100 miles, you're talking about you got to walk like three miles a like day. Three miles a day. I a mean, little over that. But. It's just not that difficult. You know, I get a mile just doing my normal day. So we're, that's, you know, that's not a lot of work. Five miles a day, is, I feel like that's a decent amount of work. Um, and then what we'll do is, if I don't make 150 I will donate $300 of my own money, double the amount that I, of, of miles I was supposed to walk uh, to, the, the, to the, the, the charity. So we're going to donate the extra table down there, uh, my friend Robert St. John's charity, which helps feed Mississippians money. I know the money stays completely in this state, so that's why I like that charity. Um, so I will set up the page. Once we, we make my $5,000 goal, 
we will uh, go forward, and then the clock will start, and I have 30 days. And Joel has assured me he's going to come by my house and drag me out of the house and punch me in, in, in the face if he has to to get me going. I'm there for you, man. Right. You know, if it takes a so. slug to the jaw, and I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, go lead, lead the horse to water. Yeah, you'll be sitting there walking around with a big old swollen side of your face where I messed you up, I guess. But it, you know, Honestly, my face is pretty messed up anyway. <laughs> Would anybody even really notice? I don't know. So, <laughs> If you're going to have a messed up face, a quarantine's a good time to have one. You're right. You're right. I, I know that Tyler Horker says that every day. That big square head of his. So, I love you, Tyler, if you're listening. Uh, I, I miss breaking everybody's balls. i got to be honest with you. Uh, that, that, somebody asked, you know, what do you miss the most? I just miss being in the press box and cracking jokes with everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. really, I'm trying to think when the last time I saw everybody. I, I guess Quinnipiac. I saw... Quinnipiac. You weren't there for the the first game, though. They're, they're the last mm. game. On that Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Maybe the uh, the Ole Miss game the night before? Well, no, I mean, I saw Ben uh, Portnoy at the airport. Yeah. On Nikki McCray Pinson oh, yeah, yeah. arriving and starting. Well, as far as like the, the guys all being together, the, oh, it's the, been the, a while. The old Miss game, March third. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's crazy. Two months, two months ago today. And I wasn't there. I was in Starkville. Or, uh, that's right. You, me, in Oxford, you went to Oxford. That's right. In Oxford, Oxford covering yeah. Starkville. Yeah, yeah. And then you wouldn't have been at baseball the next day because it was Sunday. So the Friday so night, maybe that Friday night, the Friday night, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, the Mighty Bobcats. That's almost two months ago now. It's it, it's two months and two days. Was it on the first of March? Oh, it was the second. So two months Seems and one like, day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's insane. Insane. All right. Again, well, real quick, just to refresh the, the charity thing: five thousand dollars, one hundred and fifty miles in thirty days. I can do that. We're gonna make it happen. So uh, once I have that set up, I'll tweet out the links, and hopefully you guys will be willing to donate. You know, we we can do some good here in our state. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. We certainly appreciate it. We'll be back on Tuesday morning with another edition of Thunder and Lightning for Joel T. Coleman. Whoa. It was much more subdued. You see, now you're now you're running out of steam. Yeah. You need to go get that caffeine. Yep. Albino squirrel here. All right. I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. This is good. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool. While I've got the mood. That really move I said, chill, up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.